0: With us right now, Nate Lind. Nate, you are a uh, broker, you're a business advisor, uh, you help create amazing exits. You are found on the web at natelind.com. Nate, it's great to have you.
1: That's me. Thank you so much for having me on here, Josh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I kind of did a, 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 a somewhat mediocre attempt at introducing you. Let's <laughs> let's kind of hear the full uh, yeah. kind of a story of what you do.
1: Yeah, so I've got. Uh, I'm on my third career. First career was in real estate, buying and selling houses and mortgages. I learned a lot about transactional work uh, as an intermediary uh, there, and also an investor. Then I spent uh, about a dozen years as an e-commerce uh, entrepreneur. I I sold 109 million dollars worth of vitamins and supplements <laughs> to consumers around the world, and I met uh, the founders of Website Closers at a mastermind I was hosting, and if I was just in love with the idea of the mergers and acquisitions. At that point in time, I'd already exited a couple of different uh, ventures. And uh, I thought, well, shoot, maybe I should. uh, and, And I had this massive network of entrepreneurs that were joining my masterminds. I was thinking, man, the deal flow here would be incredible from my own network. So I joined them as a broker. I ended up buying the Puerto Rico franchise. I moved to Puerto Rico, and now I'm one of the rainmakers. I've got two associate brokers on my team, and we're wheeling and dealing uh, lower middle market and small business, e-commerce, uh, digital marketing, podcasts, anything digital, tech, software, you name it. Really? We sell it, and uh, yeah, we're one of the we're one of the largest franchises of the firm, and uh, we're shaking and baking all day long.
0: Yeah, you know, a lot of time, you know, when you think of MA, uh, you know, you might think of, you know, more established legacy, brick and mortar type businesses, um, you know, they have assets and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, we start talking about e-com service-based businesses, content, uh, you know, business. Tell me more about some of those use cases or experiences you've had in, in those areas.
1: Yeah, that's all we sell. We <laughs> so we have built a buyer's network. We've got over 100,000 buyers. Uh, we're signing up 500 to 800 a week week to our email list. Um, The the firm's founders, Jason and Ron, started the company 13 years ago. We've sold over 3,000 businesses. We've got 100 for sale right now. There's a lot of market action going on for these businesses. And every time we have a new listing it's kind of like the uh, the McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King effect. Anytime someone comes to one of them, they're looking at one of the others. Mm-hmm. So I was just on the phone with a guy who had a water bottle company, e-commerce company and we've got a we've got a stainless steel water bottle company for sale right now. It's making 1.5 million dollars worth of trailing 12 months earnings and it's for sale for 7 million bucks. And I told him, we've already got that one listed. If we get you listed, like the 150 buyers that have signed an NDA to that one are surely going to be interested in yours too. So it's really just been kind of a slow push, slow grog over the years. But we found that our buyers love these digital businesses because most of them are able to be operated remotely. And so that opens the buyer market. You know, yeah. if you compare this to, to the brick and mortar universe in Houston, your pool of buyers is Houston buyers. But for us, we have, you know, uh, U.S.-based companies that are selling to people internationally or to anyone anywhere in the U.S. So it really opens the, the pool of buyers. And I think a lot of digital software, tech, Internet-based business founders are oblivious to the market right now. And even though there's all this doom and gloom and inflation, this and, you know, recession that I'm still getting 150 200 buyers for every listing, and we're getting a a huge influx of interest, because these businesses are the way of the future. And even these old and institutional investors are like, dang, I need to get something that's digital or that's like growing. And the pandemic put you know, e-commerce and anything around e-commerce on the map as like the savior of of retail. Yeah. So everyone's looking at it right now. If you've got an internet, tech, digital, SaaS company, you know, or software company, you're actually in high demand. You may not even know it.
0: Mm. Um, what uh, sorts of exits are you seeing? And in, in, in specifically, obviously, you use the term multiples as, you know, a, a term that's used quite a bit. Um, so with those types of companies, what can the range be on multiples? And, you know, maybe some are going to be smaller, some are going to be a little bit larger. What, what What are some trends you see around that?
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a really tough question because it's so unique per company. I I On our marketplace, we've seen everything from 1X to 10X of trailing 12 months seller discretionary earnings. What does that mean? That's what you're making, what you as the owner, what are you actually pocketing? We're not talking about taking out the expenses of your Tesla, your cell phone, that that's not real income to you. We're actually adding that back in. We're adding in your salary. This is before taxes. Uh, this is before interest. If you've got a loan, we're not con- counting that against you. So I've I, I literally have just done a video on my YouTube channel about what the heck is seller discretionary earnings because most people have no idea. They keep asking me what's their multiple. The better question to ask is what's your earnings because your multiple means nothing if you don't know what your earnings are. But we'll see anywhere a, a business that is really stagnant and stale, it's having a hard time like actually you know getting any sales going on right now. It's not worth very much. Um, but businesses that are growing, whew, man, growing businesses, you're talking 4x to 6x of trailing 12 months earnings. So if you're making a million bucks, now you're a 4 to $6 million company. If you're making 10 million bucks, now like once you're getting like bigger and bigger, your, your multiple starts to go up as well. There's 27 factors that go into what your multiple is. And I've, I've got a seven video series on my YouTube channel that's coming out. The first video is going to drop in the next week or so. And then I've got subsequent videos where I break down your financials, your marketing and your operations. And it's and I also provide a self-assessment uh, Excel file that you can download and then you can kind of watch these videos and then assess yourself on what your multiple is. The short answer to your question is I got no clue because I don't know which company I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, my companies that I'm selling or, or my clients' companies, I'm tending to sell most of them in the in the 3.5 to 6X multiple range. I've got a podcast right now for 15 million bucks. That's a 7X uh, multiple. And i have got people sc- like, sc- like the haters out there are like, there's no way it's worth that much. But I have in my inbox a full price LOI. We haven't closed yet now so i'll 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 state that but there is active buyer interest and they are willing to put um the farm on the line to buy to 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 buy these digital businesses
0: Mm, mm. um for someone that's listening to our conversation and they're a few years out um before their exit what are the kinds of things that they should be doing now so that they can get that exit that they're looking for
1: you softballed my book. So literally, to <laughs> all of your audience, I'm giving away my book for free. It's it's only about 130 pages, but I get into uh, that. You know, thir- the, what's your multiple? Who's buying? How much do they pay? And the answers to 12 other critical questions you need to know to sell your business for top dollar. This is an exit planning book in 130 pages. There are people that that are charging ridiculous retainers. I do this for free all the time. It's not that complicated. Some simple things that you wanna do is you, you really want to focus on your profit. I just had this conversation with a guy the other day. He's got a $12 million gross uh, a sales company and almost no profit. I'm like, Oh my God, you need to get profitable. Like, cut any excessive, you know, headcount that you've got. Cut any excessive expenses. He's like, well, I've been building for growth. I've been putting money into technology. I'm like, okay, that's great. And now stop it. Now make yourself profitable. So the first thing you really need to do is you need to focus on your profit first. Um, a second thing that you should that you should be doing too is think about how to create some barriers of entry between you and your competitors and, and and do that. If you're an e-commerce company, go ahead and get some design patents, get some trademarks, get something that will create some defensibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're business to business, if you're a service you know company or service agency, and I sell digital marketing agencies all the time and other business to business agencies all the time, you're, some key things that you can do is start to put in place longer term contracts with your clients. So you've got a contractual relationship for your services as opposed to just month to month. Um, and go back and look at your clients. So who's been with you for a year or two? Who's been with you for a while? Go back to them first and say, I want to put you on three months and you know three-month contracts or six-month contracts. Grow those things out as much as you can. Um, a couple other things that you can be doing too is start to think about how are you going to transition the company to somebody else? Are you going to be working in the business long-term? or do you wanna like step away? If you wanna step away, start delegating things now, start hiring the people that you need to. And I'm not talking about $150,000 Yale grad, I'm talking like virtual assistants for crying out loud. I sold a $25 million company, it was two founders and 15 virtual assistants. 25 million bucks. It doesn't have to be that complicated. So there's just some quick things. And I get into a bunch of stuff. Like I can talk about that. I mean, you read the book, it takes you an hour to read it. Like I've got an hour's worth of conversation just going on there, or I'm on Audible too. You can listen to me on Audible.
0: I just saw that. So yeah, at Natelind.com you just click on the red button, get your copy right now, yep. takes you into Amazon. Uh if you've got Kindle Unlimited, I just I just downloaded it for free. Audiobook yep. is 5.99. Um yep. so not a bad investment in its own right. Uh you know, for someone who has that on their radar. Um what is the process like when someone starts getting pretty serious about okay, t- time to, you know, feel like we've got really good We've got good framework here yep. and they want to begin that process with you. Like what are what are those initial conversations sound like?
1: The first step is like what you would do with real estate. How much is your house worth? You know, so we do the same thing here. You know, How much is your business worth? Um, I do free consultations, which includes a business valuation and a sales plan all day long. You can book a call with me on nateland.com. Uh, that's what I do. So if you've got a company that's two years or older, it's making at least a quarter million dollars in profit. Uh, I can, you know, do a free business valuation for you. If you're not there yet, you feel free to submit a form. I'll probably have one of my associates help you. I tend to focus on the larger deals, but everything starts with how much is the company worth, because that's really what inspires. Like, okay, am I motivated to actually sell this thing? Like, am I going to get some, you know, some dollar bills to make it worth my while? And usually, I'm involved in the largest liquidity event of my founders' lives, my clients' lives. And it's, this is, you have to be really tender and careful with this, because if you go out with them crazy number, you're going to get completely ghosted by buyers. Yeah. And if you go out with too little, like you, you're you're shortchanging yourself, you're just blowing away cash. So it's, it's just like in real estate, it's a broker's price opinion. I'm, I'm giving you a valuation. That's, I, I do an assessment of your seller discretionary earnings, which you talked about a little bit ago. And then also compare that to other businesses like yours that have sold. That's, If you're not talking to somebody who's doing comparables based on like sales, you're talking to the wrong person. And we're the 800 pound gorilla for these digital businesses. We sell so many of these 300 a year we sell. So there's really nowhere else to go if you're in this space. Some folks will go to like, you know, um, investment banks, or some will go to, you know, smaller brokerages out there, you're really doing yourself a disservice, because you want to be on the biggest marketplace, just like if you had a, you know, a half million dollar or a million dollar house or a $3 million house, are you going to list it for sale by owner? Or are you going to, you know, li- like do some self listing thing? Or do you want to use the the person who's already selling your houses in your neighborhood for the most amount of money on the MLS? or that MLS.
0: Yeah. You know, so uh, kind of interesting. So you have obviously the association with website closers. Uh, and so just uh, at their website too, I, I clicked on businesses for sale, business listings. And it's kind of interesting just kind of flip through just to see kind of what's going right now, what's being sold or what's being listed, kind of give yep. you some ideas. Uh, but I see a lot of, you know cash flow anywhere between you know, just under two hundred thousand dollars to you know, two million. And you can kind of see exactly um these these are going to be likely Nate priced pretty accurately. Yeah. So this yeah. might give you some ideas to our friend that's listening to our conversation, on yeah, um, the exactly kind of things right. that you might expect,
1: yep, yeah. you can you can go on there and look to see what's already listed. and then you can copy and paste that into the contact form to me and ask for more information. Um, usually, that's where we go. Like we're we we're a performance based sales firm, so we just like a realtor. We're if we don't sell it, we don't get paid. So it's not really in our interest to list things that are like you know crazy high priced, or or to try to list stuff that's like basically not going to sell. Or we'll only sell with like some sort of a seller finance situation because we're incentivized to get cash for our clients. That's what our clients want. They want a big a big exit event. They want to put some money in the bank. And, and I don't know if you know any of your audience members out there have, have listened to or read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's where it all started for me. I, I wanted passive income. And boom, 20 years later, it's like, dang, I don't have a passive income portfolio the way that I would like it. Um, so let me focus more of my attention on it. And uh, you need to have some some dollars to be able to put you know those you know those to at work for you. And uh, having a big exit event like this is the best way to put uh, to create a work chest of money to go out and buy those passive investments.
0: Yeah. Just out of curiosity, Nate, in your experience. What do your sellers end up doing after they sell? What, like, what, it, it, you know, if you have it, obviously you keep tabs on them, but yeah, you know, what is that first year like after exit?
1: Yeah, they usually take a, a sabbatical or a vacation for a while. It's probably, it may be one of the biggest or longest vacations of their lives, it can be anywhere from like three to six months, and uh-huh. then they typically are back at it. Um, oh yeah, if they, have, <laughs> if they have an exit that's under ten million dollars, they're usually building another business, or they've already yeah. thought about that before they've sold. And I get a lot of people that. They're selling, there's three big reasons. You're bored, you're burnt out, or you've got a burning passion and you want to go focus on it. And so for that third group, you want to sell the business, you want to get some good money, you know, for it, but you're you are dying to get after something else. Like there's something else that's driving you. And for them, they're they're right after it. And uh you know it's really inspiring to see what people are doing because they definitely take some time off and a lot of people will pay off their houses um some of them, you know a couple of them i've, I've heard bought some exotic sports cars and uh and then the majority of them get back to work or they've or they've already started it and they just now are focusing all of their attention on it um when you've got an over 10 million dollar deal typically you were involved in that transaction for a couple extra years uh it's pretty mm-hmm. tough to sell over 10 million dollars and not be involved for two to five more years um, those big businesses, you know, in the private equity and, and hedge funds and family offices that buy those, they want a commitment from the seller to ensure that yeah. that business is successful. And they're not going to put, you know, eight figures on the line unless they've got that commitment in the form of multiple years from the from the owner.
0: A transaction like that, you're likely not just, okay, here's the keys, see ya.
1: <laughs> no, I've done a couple of them, um, but yeah, that, those are rare. The majority are, yeah. you got to be involved for a while.
0: Mhm. What does that uh, involvement I mean I mean I guess the involvement could look like anything but what what are some common like how does how does life before and after that transaction change for the seller?
1: That's a great question. A lot of people are concerned that their work life is going to get skewed more towards work. That's never the case. The The buyer wants you to work only on what is the highest and best use of your time. And usually they will have already some back office support for accounting and for technology and for other aspects of the business that maybe are consuming some of your time and they're not particularly your passion. Uh, a lot of my founders, they're real creative and they want to spend money doing new product development. Uh, they want to mm-hmm. or they they love the sales cycle. So on the service and agency side, they're involved in the in the sales process still, or at least in the strategy of that. And they tend to you know focus more on that. And most of the time they're able to carve off or peel back some of their work effort. So if they were working 40, you know, 40 hours a week before, they're within a month or two. They're working thirty hours a week, and then down to twenty hours a week. And depending on what their agreement is with with the buyer, they may end up moving into a board of advisors sort of role and just be strategic. Some of them end up only having you know a conference call every quarter, and then they're just involved like literally on the quarterly you know meetings for you know for the meeting of the uh, board members. And but it, you're right; it can look a variety of different ways. If I can't think of a single story where someone said I'm working harder now than I was before, I've never heard that from any of my clients that have exited
0: yeah no nor have I as I've talked with folks in exit, so yeah yeah, I believe you your website Nate lind.com the book is maximum exit you can grab it for free just click on the red button that'll take you immediately there you can grab it um you know like i said i i've done it's on my device right now can't wait to read it uh nate this has been fantastic Uh, did i cover everything was there something else that, that you know someone that's listening uh should do take action obviously book with you if they ready for that serious conversation
1: Yeah, definitely. If you have an interest in what is your business worth, I don't have any obligation. I love doing business valuations and getting to know what businesses are out there. Uh, But if you want the free copy, you can for sure, I'll I'll take all your money all day long. You can go to Amazon and pay them. I don't really get much money from it. But if you want a free version, Mm -hmm. go to nateland.com forward slash gift. G-I-F-T Ooh, there go. My gift to your audience members for the small price of an email address and a couple of follow-up emails. And <laughs> to get to know you a little bit, the book is free. If you never want to hear from me, then go on over to Amazon and you can buy it from them. They don't share any information from me. I'll never know who you are. And when the time is right, you can reach out to me. If the time is never right, I'm hoping you get a little bit of uh, additional information that can help you on your journey. I
0: have no incentive in doing so, but there is a form. I'm just looking at that right now. There's a little form field to our listener. Do me a favor. uh, Let Nate know that podcasts like this do matter. They're great for connecting people. There's a form field that says, which podcast did you hear me on? Go ahead and put the thoughtful entrepreneur in there. And I'd, I'd consider it a favor.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. I've gotten quite a few people that do are thoughtful. They, they they type it in and now I know exactly which one. And that encourages me to reach back out to yeah. the host that had me and say, okay, well, we had you know 20 submissions. We probably need to have you back on there. There could be mm-hmm. some more questions here.
0: Yeah. Nate Lind, again, author of the book, Maximum Exit. The website, L-I-N-D.com forward slash gift. Get the free book, Maximum Exit. Nate, it's been great having you. Thanks, Josh.